For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For the Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with the 40 years of playing PlayStation, eight plus years in the games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join in future conversations with us, Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopgoldtrues, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can uh, join the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on Apple, uh, you know, uh, iPods and uh, iPods. Yeah, if you're on iPods... Um, what year are you in? Uh, but if you're on iTunes and other podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Hey, Max. Revenue table. I know, right? It was pretty sweet. It looked great. Yeah, so a good a friend good, over... Massive improvement upon the old table. Very true. So a good friend door. over at Ethan at Tag Mods, he reached out to me, I don't know, like two months ago or something. He's like, hey, I'm bored. I'm learning new skills. Do you need some things? I think I've talked about this in previous, in previous episodes. I was like, well, what do you got offer? He's like, do you need? Do you have room for a neon sign? I said, no, I do not. He's mm. what about a desk? I'm like, I would love a new desk because the current desk sucks anus. It's literally chipboard with legs on it. He goes, let's make it so. And then he comes back with the design that you see in front of you, which is a dark, for those in the audio, it's a dark timber uh, with uh, the PlayStation symbols etched into it, uh, which are then backlit by LEDs. So it's a res- so it's resin internals, resin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then it is it it, it is uh, completely different to the shelving in the background, which is the plain black as were the previous ones. And then uh, so th- this does create a nice separator between the front and the back of the set, which is nice. We are consistently uh, considerably fucked though. If PlayStation cracked down on the use of the symbols, because they're right now on myself on the table. Uh, on myself, there are two behind us, excluding the controllers. There's one over there off camera. Like if they decide to be like, "Look, you don't have permission to use any of that." Like, fair enough. <laughs> Ryan comes in the next day. He's wearing long sleeve. Yeah, I'm just like black it out. You know. <laughs> it's, just, it's, no, no, no. We'll just put the little sensor bar. Right yeah. <laughs> just, my arm has this constant fuzz to it so whenever whenever I move around <clears> it's just this fuzz or a big tablecloth would also make sense the no, chat no, is oh, no we're definitely sensor barring everything yeah, just, it's just blurry, it's just blurry. Every, we'll just everything, everything looks like out. an ass cracking from you know a current affair like it's just fuzzy shit everywhere but it's not too bad so yeah big thank you to Ethan um, for putting this together for us um, yeah, I absolutely love it absolutely love it it does feel good to sit behind because unlike the other one 
It doesn't wobble. Doesn't wobble. So uh, you can jiggle it. If I accidentally knock it, I feel like it's not going to fall apart. Well, because when I'm sitting in here painting minis and shit, right? Like I have a cup of water that I brush and I, I do the brush and the table goes, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, there's more water coming out of the cup than there is like in the cup. And it's just, it's a fucking hot mess. Nice. Thankfully, so that's done now. But that does mean that I do have to live up to the, I guess the challenge that you like, that'd be funny. And I thought I want to do it. So I will be going through that other table in a video um for funsies so in true wrestling style i will go through that table and uh it'll be funny i'm trying to work out how to do it though whether i have my kid like try choke slam me through it just for funsies or give him like super kick me you know just, i want to have my kid involved somehow because i think that'd be a funny video like years down the line so because we've got like a mattress around the house we can lay underneath it so i don't eat too much shit because the falling through the table won't hurt it's the hitting the ground that'll hurt mm. uh yeah I mean, it depends on how we angle the table. Are we just going to stand the table up? Or are we going to like angle it upwards and throw you backwards through it? Oh, I was going to you know? have just like a table and go backwards and like, you know, back bump into it. But could have it up against something. That'd be pretty, I could just cannonball my way through it. Mm. That work. Get your sons a spot and kick you through it. Ooh, give me a, I was I was going to get him to do it. Because I, was, I, I don't know how this would go because I don't, don't want him to get hurt. Mm. But I was thinking about him doing a Meteora, which is where he puts your two knees on your chest and they push you back. So I was going to like hold him by his, his waist as he jumps up, <laughs> catches me and I fall backwards into it. Um, I thought like Cause that- Because that, that would be the safest way. You, you have him like standing. You're like, we, we could do it outside. You yeah, outside. Standing on the table, but on the on the table that's outside already. Yeah. And then have him kick you in the chest and you just jump backwards into the table. That's kind of the plan. That way he's way away, so he's not going to get hurt in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Until I push him off afterwards. <laughs> 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 like I've, I've tried to map out the bump in my head and like it looks reasonably okay. But yeah, the the, the table, like the, there is a support beam. If I remove that support beam, a soft breeze may just break it in half. Mm. Like it, it may break as we stand it up. You go, Hooch! you know, just <sighs> collapse in on itself. And the video will never happen because it just broke by existing which is a bit poo speaking of wrestling though so for those that do watch us on twitch you'll notice we are recording on a sunday instead of a saturday and the reason being is because i once again went to the wrestling i uh, went to the death match down under in ballarat uh which was mad was this venue called volta volta something mm -hmm. uh, it, just, it was a tiny tiny bar so it had this so half of the half of the bar was just the ring and then, you know, there was enough, like, there wasn't, it really wasn't even an over pack, over, overly packed arena either. They just had like 50 tickets or something. It was not even that, that gnarly. So there was like, you could get up to the ring. So we'll stand on ringside, which was brutal. So you get to pat on the ring. Like, it just had that really cool, intimate feel. And then, of course, when the death matches kicked in, then it's like, can you everyone just step the fuck back? Psh, and glass just goes everywhere. <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely bonkers. But the, the standout of the story, so we had a whole day planned out, right? We had completely planned. So we're leaving here at a certain time and we're going we're gonna to get to Ballarat because Ballarat, as I've come to learn, has one of the last remaining sit down all you can eat pizza huts. Yeah, and it's garbage. Oh, I imagine it is. <laughs> so we were like, we're, we're going to do, we're going to have a big 90s theme, right? Mm. What was really popular in the 90s? Fucking wrestling. You know what was really popular in the 90s? Pizza Hut. You know, and then all you can eat pizza. Because I've been in like 15, 20 years, mm. it feels like, right? So, like, brilliant. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Uh, minor hiccup along the way. So we're driving through the back-ass roads on the way to, from Geelong to Ballarat, and it's majority just fucking fields and scrub. It's bullshit. We're heading down. We're driving down this massive road, and we're like, fang, it's like 80 k, right? It's a fucking main highway. 
and we just see this dog just fanging it right in the middle of the road. We're like, that's a, like, that's a puppy, man. That's not cool. So, and like, there's no houses nearby. There is nothing. Mm. So we're like, oh, fuck, we can't. The dog nearly got collected by a car. Like, we can't let this dog just run around. So we pull up right near it. I get out and I walk around the back thinking, because we know where it was going, you know, I want to make sure it was not on the road. And I come around and it's fucking gone. Like, where, where the hell are you? And I was like, here I'm thinking, like, we just encountered some <laughs> ghost dog and we're going to die. No, turns out that dog, like, second the car pulled up, went, oh, sweet, and just dived in. And he you know, turned around and he's sitting in the back seat. Bit presumptuous. <laughs> Bit presumptuous of the dog. So, yeah. So, in short, we then spent the next, like, like hey, well, we found a dog. Um, it's four o'clock on a Saturday. Everything's shut because everything shuts at, like, fucking 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if it's not even open, it's like, whoa, what do with this dog? Like, we can't just put, like, we're pretty confident it's been dumped because it was a tiny little mm. puppy, man. Like, it was, it was young. Oh, you were looking for a dog last weekend, weren't you? That's the irony of it all, right? So, uh, last time I was about when I gave my son a dog. So, we, we, we went to the, we went to the, sh- the local animal shelter. They were shut. We rang the, we rang them and they were closed. So they said, Hey, if you find, if you found a dog, call this number. So we rang them. And after about uh, 45 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, the ranger comes and picks it up and takes the details of the dog. And, and she's all microchipped. So if they, if they, they do have an owner somewhere, um, and it's one of those things, they're like, look, if, if you call them, they don't want the dog anymore. Call me. Because like it was, a, it was this lovely little like poodle Shih Tzu thing. Mm-hmm. I say lovely, just got, it's not really my kind of dog, but it was just super chill. Didn't bark the entire time we <laughs> had like it. Like it got in my car. Like I feel like it got in my like like the re- and when we tried to get it out of the car to go with the lady, like it freaked. Like mm-hmm. it did a couple of like protected like you know um, fear nips. I like, didn't really bite. Mm-hmm. It was just frantic because obviously I, that's I'm confident has been dumped mm-hmm. because like that reaction from that dog tells me that it doesn't want to get out of the car ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like because it was such a it's a, such a puppy. I think that it would like my son would fall in love with it, and like we'd get to grow up together, and it would be lively. So I put I've did that done that pitch. Said look, if no one wants the dog, because say if it has been dumped, and they're like, no, we don't want it, call me, and we'll take the dog. Um, I didn't tell my wife at the time when I made that decision. Ballsy, ballsy, bold strategy, cotton. It was bold strategy, cotton. But <clears throat> I cannot let that, like the do- I, like the- yeah. Part of me just kicked in. I went, no, nah, I can't have this. Mm. I can't. I, I'm, I'm not cool with this at all. You know, because it was such a sweet little dog. It didn't matter. It didn't bark. It would just came in and just snuggled up in the bottom of the at the, at the feet of the you know the back seat yeah. on my jumper. Just slide and had a snooze. So who knows how long it'd been out there? Who knows how like mm. how hungry or thirsty? Like we tried to feed it some stuff we had in the car. We had some like jerky and some cheese and stuff. <laughs> oh, because we because <laughs> Craig came prepared. He didn't just have random fucking cheese and jerky in his car. He's like, are you? I'm like, are you lactose intolerant? Why have you just got cheese in your car? <laughs> so the reason being, so because Craig was prepared, he's like, well, we've got like an hour and a half, possibly two hour drive to Ballarat. Uh, He's he was he's a slow driver. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, we had to we had to make it. we had to make a stop on the way. So uh, he's like, I've got all this. Uh, there's some drinks, there's some snacks, in case you want to go that way. Cool, because he's, he's been an exceptional driver, exceptional host for, yeah, like, for yeah. a road trip. So we had yeah, so we got tried to give the, the dog some jerky and some cheese, and yeah. he wasn't really super interested. We tried to give it some water, and wasn't interested either. So I think yeah. So I'm ho- I'm wondering if I'll expect a call uh, this week. But in terms of what was interesting. So as we were driving from where we picked the dog up, 
to the shelter, we just kept finding really dog relevant signs along the way. Mm. Like we went through like a Barclay Street, and there was a, like a there was a there was a couple of different things. I'm going. Someone's telling me something. Like I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not a big sign sort of. You know, I'm not a big sign reader usually. I'm not, I'm not really a big reader. Just, just wing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really read things. Yeah, but my this could be something. And like, just uh, I, I want, I want to get James a puppy. That was the because like, I want yeah. him to grow up with it. But I like, I've you know, I feel you know the whole feel bad about puppy farms or whatever. Or you should always rescue a dog if you can. And I don't know this team to tick all the boxes. But we we're going to a wrestling show because <laughs> I'm because I'm I'm. Uh, uh, friends with the some of the owners um and we're in this group and myself and a bunch of other wrestlers and fans are in this um, chat together so i said i messaged them i'm like hey what's the venue's policy on dogs <laughs> like why that's some fight i explained they're like oh man <laughs> you just like it can it can just come in and fight someone <laughs> yeah and then they, and they, they, they <clears throat> we found out later that jay so after i spoke to them they said uh we they considered it Mm. but they're like what happens if, the, if some glass gets in the dog steps in? Like, even if we hold the dog the yeah, whole yeah. time like what happens if the dog gets injured they, they can't have like not yeah, yeah, not yeah, insurance no, no, but yeah, the personally yeah, 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 they would feel horrible like fuck the other person in the ring that got hurt that's cool they I mean, the biggest question is that. what happens when the dog wins the bout and leaves yeah. <laughs> never comes never back, comes back. <laughs> uh yeah so we, the dog's in it, presumably a safe space uh there's an there's and unfortunately doesn't have a title belt yeah the, the dog is currently undefeated. Um, yeah, hope I, I like. I'm hoping yeah. I, I don't get a call, but I'm hoping that I do get a call because yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, either way seems nice, but I kind of wouldn't mind the call. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice because it, it would solve all the problems. Like, I was like, I need to get James a dog. Um, and it's a puppy, and she, and she was nice, and she was chill, and she didn't, she didn't be a bark. So it was just ticked all the boxes, but it didn't go that way. Wrestling, on the other hand great fantastic um in the small venue was dope um they were clearly doing some sort of like because it was their first time they've been to ballarat so they, they went a little bit harder did some showcasey sort of stuff mm. they had uh yes they had they had an, a wrestling action figure death match as long as it had wrestling figs attached to it it was legal so they had like a rack of like uh i think it was yeah nine light tubes strapped together with action figures duct taped on it so then that, then it become then it became a weapon it was awesome. Uh, and then at the, at the final match, which is the main event, was a Ballarat Brawl was the name of it. And one of the gentlemen in the match- happens every other Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> so one, the other gentleman in the match was from Ballarat and he took one bump, which was, it wasn't even a gnarly bump. So it was, they, they had cinder blocks, which seems, seemed really gnarly. They had that in the middle of the ring. Then they, had, then they put light tubes over it. Mm-hmm. So the way he landed on it, he landed on all fours. And the chest is kind of is supposed to hit the light globe, so it pops the light globe, but it's not going to like pierce you because yeah. they break pretty easy. They make a great sound when you break them. But he must have landed weird on his knee because he was out. He was just like done, and like they're checking on him, and he is like, no, no, don't call the match, don't call the match, and like you could, knowing the people in the ring and the other wrestlers around, like I'm reading their faces. I'm like, no, he's shoot hurt. So in wrestling, there's two things. There's a work or a shoot. A work is, it's all part of the script. A shoot means you shoot, like shooting from the hip. It's, it's real. This dude was shoot injured, like fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And he, but he was just, because it was his first bump of the match, he was just adamant. He's like, nah, I can't call it. Don't call it. Don't call it. But to their credit, they were like, no, you're fucked. We, we as the owners, no, you cannot, you cannot compete. 
Mm-hmm. And then it was then then they were just like, well, what what do we do now? And they they called out to one another another wrestler to be like, hey, get your gear on, get in here. Uh, and then another dude stepped up. He was the first time he's ever been in a death match because he had one. He was the first match of the night, and he stepped up and came in and did the main event as well. And they went bonkers because they had to they had to completely call an audible, right? Mm. So they obviously uh, Crusher, which was German's name, and Joel Joel Bateman, uh, they had planned the match out before and what the the beats were going to be. So this kid didn't know that. His name was uh, Will, and he was from Geelong. Um, so he didn't know what was going on. So they had to call it beat by beat in the ring. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm pretty sure like Joel got scalped a little bit at one point though, because he got thrown into, into a door, which was covered in light tubes. And then there was just this patch of hair and bleeding. <laughs> that was pretty brutal. So that was not meant to happen, obviously, but, um, it was a really, really good night. Actually, I, I had a lot, I had a lot of fun. I, I do always, always enjoy going with the rest. You're going back for more next weekend. I you? am. So Death Merch Down Under have another show uh, in Melbourne, in Essendon at the Ukrainian Hall, um, which that's, uh, the pay-per-views are always amazing. It's, uh, uh, what's, what's this one called? Uh, Peer Pressure from Dead People. It's like tradition because it's a traditional. I love the name of it, A, because it's a traditional building in, mm-hmm. in Melbourne wrestling. And, you know, there's always that call that, you know, tradition is just peer pressure from dead people. So I quite like that term. As a name, but yeah. So, if those watch on Twitch next week, repeat. I will not, we will not be doing Saturday. We'll be doing Sunday because of wrestling. And the week after, I think it's Craig's birthday stuff. So maybe the week after will be Friday, Sunday too. <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, it's been alright. So <clears throat> my mum's been down. Uh, she left on Wednesday. So it's been fun having her down. Apart from that, nothing much has happened. I um. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I was due to get my first COVID shot mm. and then they cancelled on me because of all the whole AstraZeneca stuff. They're like, oh, it's not not suitable for people of your age. Call us back in a couple of weeks time. We'll give I got you- my second shot on Thursday and I'm fine. We'll give you some Pfizer. I'm like, okay. So I rang him on Friday and they're like, yeah, you're not eligible for Pfizer. Guess who's getting AstraZeneca? I'm like, you couldn't have just given it to me three weeks ago. Like, you ultimately going to give it to me now anyway. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks that's the earliest appointment we can get you in. I was like, what? So that was fun. Okay. <laughs> so, so that was awesome. So hopefully in two weeks time, I will have my first dose, which I think is when my wife is due to get her second dose. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's on me. It turns out um, uh, I, because of my, my autoimmune disease, I was actually, you know, qualified to get my, oh, like, I could qualify to get a vaccination. The first round. Like literally first round. And I'm like, you kind of forgot. <laughs> so, that, I got my second one this week. I got yeah. it on Thursday and I'm fine. Like yeah. the previous one kind of fucked me and just meant like I was achy and my arm yeah. hurt. And like, but no, I felt fantastic. Actually, I was kind of worried that I was going to get like, because apparently either the, you know, the second one will either fuck you up or you'll feel nothing. And I, I benefited out and I felt nothing. Even the first time, I really wasn't that brutal. Mm. So I think there's the there was the like this kind of- I know, I know Ali, like my wife, she only had a headache. She had the worst headache she's ever had in her life, mm. apparently. Like I woke her up in the middle of the night. But that was gone after a day. Well, because I, I think I think I've talked about it here as well. When I got my first shot, like I pin, I twinched the nerve in my neck the day before, so I just peeled up. So, so I was like, <laughs> and I slept through all what could have been the possible window yeah, of pain. Yeah, that's it. So I just dodged it, and I guess this time I just 
happened to be okay. Which, because, yeah, as, as I was saying, like, there was, I think there's this, like, theory around it, like, how you respond to the vaccine is the equivalent of what you would have if you had COVID, or it would indicate how severely you would get it. So, if I come out of this clean, I, I would have been that asymptomatic prick that would have just, could have infected everyone by the looks, because I came out you would have been that guy who went to like 32 different yeah, sites yeah i went to the one to went to three barbecue shops 17 <laughs> cafes and uh three coals and infected everyone that's what would have happened but apart from that nothing much mm. has been happening this week well I, I, I was supposed to have my week off right oh yeah yeah, break. Right. yeah i worked yeah. four days this week uh, so <laughs> be, I'm, i mean I, I also worked four days this week yeah no three i worked three days this week because i took monday and tuesday yeah. off because it could. Yeah, so I was supposed to have the week off work. I, I ended up doing some stuff because there's a, a, like a, a, an audit coming in the next week. So I, I was like, Monday, Tuesday was catching up on that. Wednesday, I was in a meeting with Paris, with Paris, my boss, all day. And then Thursday, I had off. And he's like, hey, we're having, we're having this meeting on Friday. We want you involved. Like, but I took, I took leave for Thursday, Friday. He's like, well, do you want Monday off instead? I'm like, okay. So I went to the meeting all day. Which was that. That's it. That's it. So, look, I didn't really have time to play games during the day like I originally intended, <laughs> but I did play some games though. It's cool. So, this week I finally rolled credits on Outriders. So, I sat down on, I think it was Thursday, Thursday mm. afternoon, and I was like, I'm seeing this through. Because I was at, I just, I was like one, one area past the forest, which I thought was like the end point of the game. Mm. Nah, there's fucking so much more. And I was like, this is way longer than I anticipated. You've got like deserts for days. Yeah, there's <laughs> different desert maps. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I, it was so good to get back in the swing of it. Yeah. It said, uh, having been away from for a little while and then coming back, it just felt, it, it hit me in that way that Division 2 did when I went mm-hmm. back to it. And I was like, Oh shit! Yes, I'm like, pew, 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 pew. I'm just, you know, because I played the entire game solo, just like the Vision Two, the entire game solo. I was like, this is amazing, and I'm just, uh, I think I ended up, I finished up on like midway through World Tier, wait, World Tier, yeah, World Tier Nine, mm-hmm. um, which was mad. I hit level thirty, like just outside the forest, so I didn't even have to level up that much. I was kind of hit my cap early on. Um, I've completed all the side quests. I've got all the historian shit, all that, da, 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 all that's done. So now I'm pretty much just at a point where it's just end game shit. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. Like, I'm not going to spoil the end game, whatever, but I did go and do one of them. And there's that, it, it, it is essentially a wave, mm. wave design. So you go in there and you just try to get to the end of this level. If you get it, if the, depending on how quickly you get through it, there is a different strength you, of reward. Did you find the difficulty spiked in that end game content? I found I got swarmed a lot more. Yeah. Um, so like previously, like I would never have to like fist punch my way out of a out of a mm-hmm. out of a scuffle, but like I was getting swarmed. It's like all right, boosh, and then like, everyone cleared out, and then I had to like a mm-hmm. lot of movement, which is fun though because I, I did I did enjoy that. And then because by then, like I really hadn't changed my powers throughout the yeah. game. I kind of found my set and I liked it, and it was just keep powering them up the best I can. Uh, so yeah, it's like I I, I did feel this great sense of um synergy amongst it all like yep. the weapons that i had because i've worked out very quickly what kind of weapons i like and how they work and what's the best for me and then the best powers and i was i, I just felt like everything was cohesive as i'm clearing my way through these things just kind of had this flow to it that i really enjoyed mm-hmm. and like there were some times where i do, did get a little bit like you know which part of that grind and then you go back and you do it again and you push and you push and eventually you come out good and it was mad. It was mad. 
I was very happy to see the credits in that one. Not in like, oh, but like because that was one of the ones I wanted to achieve yeah. this year. So that's my ninth credits for the year, which was cool. Um, I did play some more Farm for Your Life as well. I did go back and I've now got three of the four gold uh, tools. Um, one more to go, but there's a, some there's some game world events that need to happen before I can get it. Whether the ones I can kind of cheese if I just knew what if I just knew what I was doing. Once I work it out, I was like, oh cool, well, I can do this, and then do, 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 do. Um, so I've got to wait for this one world event to happen. That'll give me the final tool, which will then let me do the one one last thing, which will give me end game credits. Oh cool. So uh, yeah, I've almost crashed on farm for life as well. Game's still fine. Game's still fine. Fair enough. Not too bad. Uh, I have been playing more Scarlet Nexus. So I've almost finished my second playthrough. Mm. Uh, so again, um, reiterating what I said a couple of weeks ago, that game has been fantastic. It is currently my front runner for game of the year. Uh, I'm really enjoying the nuances between the story perspectives because obviously there's two protagonists and you, you see them through as uh, separate playable characters. So you experience their stories in different ways, which has been really, really good. Uh, so I'm almost from memory, almost at the, I'm pretty much at the back end. Shouldn't take me too much longer to finish it. Um, yeah, the the game's still incredibly fun. Um, I'm playing it in new game plus mode. So the first half of the game was ridiculously easy because obviously I was so over leveled. Uh, being new game plus, I don't lose any of my levels. I get to keep all my equipment. I get to keep all of the uh, the bonds that I created with my team. So we, I kind of just walked in and like stomped everything um now main reason why i'm playing it the second time through is to get that other story perspective Mm -hmm. um so yeah that that that's been really good uh yesterday i played a crap load of vr because one of my friends is moving into his new house at the end of the month and he's like hey uh really interested in setting up a vr room but i haven't really had much vr experience at all like all right cool so i did all the did all the fun stuff loaded up beat saber loaded up audica uh, Audica, for those who haven't played it, is Beat Saber, but it's skeet shooting. Made uh, by uh, Harmonix, team of the rock band. Mm-hmm. So, a bunch of good tracks on there. Oh, really yeah. Good tracks on there. Uh, we did Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. Yeah. Uh, super hot VR. Uh, and then we did some VR World stuff, and, and he played through what turned into Astrobot Rescue Mission. Yeah. Uh, so, that uh, we did that for about... Oh, three hours just chopping and changing giving a different perspective of using the the the, the move controllers and, and just using a standard dual shot controller to to play in the vr space so you're playing on the ps5 yeah playing on the ps5 so i had some troubles syncing my controllers because apparently i'd never done it before which was bizarre because i i mean i played doom vr on playstation 5 mm. Um, so I had to go and disconnect the other PlayStation in the house from the power because the controllers kept turning it on and trying to connect to that. And then, you know, the the whole preamble of where are all my bloody cables for this damn thing? And luckily my dongle just stays permanently plugged into the back of the PlayStation 5. So I can't lose my dongle, which is mm. nice. Um, Fuck, where's my dongle? <laughs> uh, and then other than that, I've been, you know, Playing the games that I'm the cupboard. playing the games that I'm married to. I'm still playing Rocket League, mm. still playing Minecraft, still playing League of Legends. But probably too much. With the like, I have I am yet to play PSVR on the on PS5. Mm. Going back and playing like PSVR Worlds and stuff like these older games. Is it clearer? Is it crisper? Is it better? I'd love to be able to tell you, but I wasn't. I wasn't the one in the headset. I was sherpering. 
ruins my yeah, line of question. Sorry, I really wish I could help you out there. <laughs> How did they find it for the first time? It's no one's ever played before. Like, so obviously did, for us, we, we've yeah, been around. So like, I, I did the I did the general questions of: Do you get car sick? Do you get seasick? How how good are you with like stuff like that? Yeah. Um, he's like, I, I get pretty pretty bad sick, and he managed to survive ten minutes in super hot before going. And super like super hot is hard to wrap your head around because obviously the game doesn't move unless you move, but you only have to wiggle your hand to make the entire game mm. play. So I can see that. Obviously, um, he had a great fun playing Beat Saber. Uh, he he referenced uh, uh, the, the essential screen door effect. He's like, it is quite noticeable. Mm. Um, I mean, he he is planning on going for that that higher tier. PC VR, but you know, as an entrance point, PlayStation VR is still great. It does show off the tech reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, we've been saying it here for the longest time. The only thing that really holds it back is the damn controllers yes. that are now two generations old. Yes, it's fucked. Uh, in the chat, I'm probably going to sell my VR before the new one comes out and get as much money as I can. Now that is a good strategy. Yeah, because the next one is as we laugh. I think we report. We talked about a couple of weeks ago would be the back end of 2022 they're looking at releasing the new psvr see, uh, see my so do we try flip it now i originally mine ha- just lives over there i originally had that thought but then everyone has those trading deals trade in your old one get the new one for significantly cheaper mm, that's the point and at this point who who is interested enough in the VR space who wouldn't already have the VR headset who would want to pay for it now knowing there's a new one on the way? It's true. It's also the other complication. Yeah. I don't know. No, Good luck to you, yeah, though. No, like, you because anyone, anyone that would be feeling it would already have one. And yeah. how much... Like you, If price was the thing that hesitating them, you're going to have to lowball yourself a little bit to, yeah. to get it moved. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that's better. Yeah. I mean, I was lucky. I bought I bought my VR headset during the the Black Friday sale, and I got it like for next to nothing. Oh, I bought mine day dot. <laughs> yeah, so I bought it day one. So that's when it was like it's bastard expensive. But you know, thankfully, once again, we have been very lucky. Yeah. Maybe maybe you not I think because you before you came on board. Mm. Um. Yeah. A lot of the games that we played on VR have been kindly provided to us for review so it hasn't sent seemed as an expensive yeah purchase overall and i'm aware of that for me yeah of course we are in a uh, it is a different situation yes for us. Yeah, it's, no. anyway uh that's enough of what we've been playing this game to the section we call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in playstation playstation's kicked off with a bit of bang this week we talked uh Last week, we talked about how they uh, dropped all that news around uh, the purchases, the, the acquisitions, yeah. and then a little bit later, they went to like, hey, is the state of play coming Thursday? So Friday morning, our time, 7 a.m., just before we record. Well, well we were, if we normally record, it's Saturday. Mm. Instead, today's Sunday. We normally, yeah, so a couple of days before we record, state of play goodness, bunch of things. They came right out of the gate and said, uh, no Horizon, no yeah, they, God they of War. They very much tempered expectations. They're like, yeah. don't, no don't hardware. expect anything like this. Um, and they pretty much aligned third parties. Yeah, they said, we're going to talk Deathloop, we're going to talk Indies, we're going to talk third parties. That's yeah. all you're going to say. Oh, as I punched the microphone, yeah. that was it. 
Uh, so as Ryan alluded to, Friday morning, Sony held a state of play with the deeper look of Deathloop and some of the Indian third-party titles coming to the PlayStation in the near future. Now, these are not in order from what they were shown in the uh, in the state of play, uh, but let's kick some let's kick things off with Death Stranding Director's Cut. So they showed off some of the new content that we're going to see in the director's cut. So we're going to get some new story missions. We're going to get revamped melee combat, some new weapons, new bosses, new buildable structures. They showed off uh, cargo what, cannon, a, a cargo cannon. Yeah. Um, in his fucking now, rocket packages across the world. You can now build uh, essentially bike jumps so you can jump across the, the ravines, the, the, the ravines and the lakes and all the, all the crap that's in your way. So that looks cool. Uh, there was a racing track that, that, that can be built and added to by the community. Um, I can't for the life of me remember that lady's name. Not Fragile. For, yeah, for the Fragile Racetrack, I think it is. So that looks awesome. Uh, came out with an announce, uh, with a release date. So it's going to come out September 24th. And uh, after that, it was also shown that physical and digital copies can, uh, for PS4 versions can be upgraded to PlayStation 5 versions for 10 bucks. Now, that's not 10 bucks Aussie. I would imagine that's 10 bucks US. So like 15, 20 bucks. 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Would you upgrade to the director's cut? Would you replay it? Yes. Yes. I'm definitely. So the story content, uh, in my mind, new story content means more lore for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's enough for me to play it again. Yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a very, very similar space. Like, so have, having essentially, uh, so it being both our game of the year for 2019, <laughs> uh, I would I would 100% want to go back yeah. to this. Uh, you know, I never did the platinum run because it was just too intense. I, did, you know, I think we had to transition to something else at the time. So I, I lost that oomph to, yeah. um, to, to do it. But yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see because I'm wanting to see what these new story missions are, some of yourself. Pardon me. I'd like to see how it integrates with the likes of the dual sense control, uh, the dual sense controller with the with the haptic feedback mm-hmm. and the adaptive control. Uh, so adaptive triggers most most prominently, because um, you know the 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 L two and R two are used to help steady you. Mm-hmm. So I think as you start to sway more or as your load is heavier, I would like to see whether that in, that ad- adds to the adaptive trigger. So it kind of makes it harder to keep your balance if you're carrying a bunch of shit. Uh, yeah, the new the new things you can build are really cool, like thunk, like yeah, launching shit big you know would make life easier than having to although in saying that a lot of the a lot of the crap that you had to carry was like don't break it or you'll lose it that's and, what i and wonder, then i'm like, like i'm just gonna throw it in this cannon i'm just gonna shoot it over there we'll be sweet yeah maybe there's a there's some safety in the capsule maybe <laughs> they've got they've got little uh individual parachutes and they yeah. just lower to the ground yeah so i love that look I, I will still argue as i did last week and as i did the week before what the fuck does director's cut mean Director's cut implies that this is the version of the game that the that the studio wouldn't allow, and the director had a bigger it had this intense it's a creative envision that that wasn't the way the game turned out. I will I will argue maybe Ghost of Tsushima potentially, then maybe their their scope was a bit bigger and they got to rein it in. But Kojima, nah, nambo. Like there is no way that PlayStation with especially with Kojima his his prestige his his you know like his status as sort of a um uh uh what, what are they called you know uh, auteur like they're not going to say mm, don't put that in the game call this what it is yeah extended edition if you want to use look if you guys want to use the true fucking 
uh uh was it called like the the movie moniker because obviously that's what they're trying to invoke they're trying to invoke the movie moniker um go with the extended edition it gives the same energy as lord of the rings yeah yeah go death stranding extenders cut extended cut and like to me that is oh cool there's more to this game it's the same game but more director's cut implies the change it implies that there is a different version and the base game itself will be different or at least changed in some way or that kojima did not get the creative control that he should have had yeah so i will argue that still dumb but i'm gonna play the fuck out of it oh yeah John mark uh fortunate of that we are on the tw- we are on twitch as we are each every time we record the show delicate stone friend of the friend of the show uh lloyd uh he's resubscribed for his 10th month uh, thank you very much and he also compliments the desk it's very nice That's very nice desk uh, next up we had Moss Book 2 so this is a direct sequel to Moss on PlayStation VR uh, it is in development for current gen PSVR with no like release date given so yeah, it, it, like, it, looked, it looked like more of the same yeah. uh, you're still playing as the little mount I can't think of his Quill. name Quill Quill she. she still playing as Quill and yeah from what I can see it 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 takes off directly as after the games uh, that the previous game ends. Yeah, I really liked Moss One. I, I thought it was just really cute game. Yeah, I, I enjoyed its kind of use of uh, three dimensional space within a two D platformer because, like, you know, you have to look around corners and sort of peek on on how you want uh, how you want Quill to move and, mm-hmm. and go through. Plus, I had this great little world building behind it as you sort of looked up and you saw what was behind the play area. It was really really cool. Um, because I did see rumblings like, oh, is this a PSVR 2 game? I'm like, I'm sorry, this game looks not that good. Mm. So I guarantee it's a standard PSVR game. Yeah, I mean- I presume it, they came out and confirmed it. I mean, in saying that uh, with, 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 with what they've shown, you could safely assume that they're probably fairly far in their development mm. cycle for the game. And if we're not looking at getting a PlayStation VR 2 until the end of next year- It's coming out in the next 18 months. It obviously is coming- to the current gen. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. Could be the big swan song, you know what I'm saying? Like the big yeah. the big final soiree. That's the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we had Jet the Far Shore. Uh, so we've got a new gameplay trailer for this, showing some third person flying uh, flying around the, the world, scanning objects. Uh, they showed some flying things attacking your ship. And then we got to see a small amount of first person exploration. Yeah, so it, it, it really gave me like flower yeah. journey sort yeah. of vibes with the because the idea is you're this little like wipeout looking jet yeah hence the name a little spaceship and you just traverse this world and you and different worlds and you sort of take take on and look and hunt and assess and and, and collect information about the, the things around you and it does have that it has that like that feeling of tranquility which is cool like if, if you know, I, I'm certainly okay with games that may not have the combat or intensity. Like I, I enjoy nice games where I can just kind of chill and not have to worry too much about a fail state, so to speak. Yeah, because they talk about how like there is no combat. There mm. are enemies that will try to attack you, and you need to escape. You're not equipped to fight them. You must escape. I love that as an idea as well, because you know I, I do think games as a whole are almost too reliant on combat, um, or shooting or killing mm-hmm. or whatever. Not me being a hippie about it, but. I would like to see some games that don't focus on combat and how you handle it. And I guess this technically has combat in it in some way, but it's not combat that you 
can uh, get involved with. Yeah. And there, you know, because there, there is kind of No Man's Sky-ish vibes to it because it's just the exploring a world and grabbing data. But they also mentioned that there is no resource management. So no combat, no resource management. What's this game? Not in like a, not in like a dismissive. What's this game? I'm like, what's this game? Like, yeah. what is it then? Yeah. Is it like because that exploration stuff is pretty cool and that tranquility of it all might, could also be really really nice, but like, what is it? What's the progression? Like, what's mm. the end point? Um, I'm probably gonna play it because it feels, it looks. It looks like one of those. It looks chill. It looks like one of those games you can kind of just sit back, relax, have a pot on, and then yeah. just. Uh, next up, we had Sifu. So we got so, a new gameplay for that. So sh- that uh, it was showing off its nightclub level. Uh, was showing how every time you every time you die or get killed in gameplay, you age. So uh, I think you started um, from memory about thirty. You got he lost a combat, and then all of a sudden he was thirty five, and that's to signify you learning from your mistakes because it is a roguelike game yeah. from from what I can tell. Uh, unfortunately the game has been delayed it was due out this year but it has been pushed into early next year due to pandemic related difficulties yeah so uh seafood for those who may not remember is the uh little ninja-esque game that was shown up a couple of state of plays ago or the last one i think um and it had it gave at the time it gave me a lot of feels of uh of uh the what's it what's fuck what's it called the raid you know that yeah, 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 and then there's mixed with that, which has also influenced the likes of you know the Daredevil fight mm-hmm. uh, corridor fight scene and and those sort of things. So uh, that was the feeling that I got out of this and watching it here. I love it. I love the idea from a roguelite perspective where you get taken out and then you don't die. You just come back to f- you, you live to fight another day. You know what I mean? So I, I quite like that um, in terms of you. You just go back and try it again. You go back, but I do wonder like. Do you, is there an age window? Like you, you, you can you always start your campaign at twenty two. See, so are you are you concerned that you can't be the hundred and fifty year old badass that you want to be in the? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, so you start like as you have to get as far as you can in the game before you turn ninety seven or something. Mm. Right, a random ass number. So I love that as an idea because even though you can repeat and you can return and it, I, the, I to me that that gives this real cool setting of of growth but with a pressure of time mm. but not in a pressure of time as in a timer as in just the overall yeah yeah the time that is life which also could be this weird meta analogy about you know life in general and, and mm. how are we going to get everything we want to get done before we die um i don't think it's gonna go that deep but it might <laughs> um but in the, ch- the chat also mentions the the beautiful uh the beautiful announcing the delay was on brand so like throughout the throughout the clip they showed like you know, 32, and then would like, you know, almost like shut like an old clock into the next age. And that's how they ended it. It was like 2021, early 2022. Mm-hmm. So in terms of a continued branding, I quite liked, I quite liked that as the, as the, as the chat mentions, um, you know, like you're clearly signifying that yeah. it's all kind of, it's very smart, very, very smart. But this probably is my standout game of the show, most because I was already excited for it. Yep. And yeah, even though we've seen a little bit of it, I still, I, I feel they've barely scratched the yeah, surface. Yeah, they haven't shown enough to uh, basically lay it out of what it's going Yeah, to I remember Absolver getting well regarded. It's the same guys made Absolver, which is also this interesting combat game. 
and like i need to see how this combat works and see like there there's a there's so much unexplained about sifu that even if they show me something again within the next six months so there's another uh another showcase in say october i still want to see it oh yeah it rocks up again yeah. uh next up we had lost judgment so this being the sequel to judgment uh showed off an assortment of its of the mini games that will uh be available to keep yourself occupied whilst playing the main game. They showed off some boxing, some dancing, some robot fighting. There was some motorbike racing, skateboarding, and uh, some dog-related activities. I don't know mm. if you saw the trailer for this. But I the, did. The Sheba kind of, you know, won the show. What caught me off guard here was how real it looked yeah. at the start. Like, it was one of those things that it, I was like, damn. So, have, has this... This is this is a spin-off of the Yakuza series. It is, right? yeah. So they've just judgment... been a really big Yakuza guy, so I've not tried the Yakuza games yet. I did have a friend of mine lend me Kiwami and Six, which I'd never ended up playing. I mean, the main reason why I haven't really, because I don't know in which order they actually go in. Kiwami is your first one, I think. <laughs> Kiwami is one. And yeah. I know. Which is like we got. I got free on PS Plus a number of years ago, so it's not as if I don't yeah. have access to it. Like Judgment looked like looked interesting, but this looked great. Like the they the the game the gameplay footage they showed, whether it be cinematics or whatever, looked brilliant. Yeah, it really did. And the only thing that blew me is the second they started talking, the lip sync was fucked. And that I was like, is this real footage? And then they went, ah, there it is. Um, but yeah, they, it does seem to have the channel that very similar bullshit. Yeah. That Yakuza appears to have. Uh, so if you like Yakuza, fucking win. So this is also set for a global release on September 24th. So usually we here in the West have to wait ages for like those releases. Uh, it appears not so much this time around. Man. And next up, we had Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles. A very short gameplay trailer, just showing off uh, some of the combat. It is coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 October 15th. I did not think it showed that well. Yeah, it looked like it shit. Looked, it looked hard pass on Betson. Um, mostly because <laughs> already it looked like generic anime game. Yep, which I didn't like. Yep. Um, and then the combat that they showed also take place in the same room, and it didn't really look like good combat. Uh, they get they delivered the most anime vocal anime uh, voiceover that's ever animated. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, it actually hurt me internally. <laughs> so it really hit none of the boxes for me. Yeah. So I, before the show, we sat down and, and, and had a quick chat, and you're like, oh, this is right up your alley. I'm like, mm, no, no, because yeah, you've not a Demon Slayer guy. No, not a Demon Slayer guy. I haven't watched the anime. Have no idea what the lore is, and I'm just not. Yeah. Oh, not for me. Well, there you go. What's up new? Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Arcade Geddon. So this is a PvP PvE third-person shooter game from the team behind Predator Hunting Grounds and Friday the 13th. It's Ilphonic. Ilphonic. It has launched already in early access and launches for real real in 2022. Not for play play? Not for play play. <laughs> uh, looked all right. Um, I believe it's up to four-player co-op. Uh, yeah, it seems to be one of those hero-esque mm. pv pvp shooters uh, i think from from what i gathered i could be wrong here but they they had pvp modes so mm. it's not always pvp but yeah so if you if there, there is a, a blog post over yeah on there this. is a blog post so if you read that you you it's written by the i think it's the creative director mm. uh whose name i can't remember 
but in the converse, in the in the piece, he talks about how the original the original game that Ilphonic had planned got canned, sort of the back end of last year, uh, and I think they kind of took a lot of the things from that to help rebuild this. Uh, so it does give off. I know it's such a generic and way to explain a game, but it gives off major Fortnite feels, mm-hmm. right? And like, whether that be for better or worse, it's up to you. Whether you like Fortnite, right? Um, so it does feel a little thrown together. It does feel like that this is a sort of side thing for Ilphonic, maybe to help them as they get towards their whatever their next project is, since their their previous one just got canned. Um, because yeah, I don't think this is what they've been working on for the last since yeah. Predator, right? So they've thrown this together in the mediary, and I think by having the uh, uh, by having the early access thank you having the early access they'll allow them to tweak it and make it work so whenever it does drop even if it never leaves early access very similar like fortnite which is technically never left its early early access like this will allow them to update it and tweak it and and at least give some potential to the game that it may not that may not have had for me a buddy in the chat adds that they've got pvp mini games mid-run like similar to it takes two mini games mm-hmm. and the winner will get better loot but you'll still jump out of those and continue your play uh, your pve runs similar to like a roguelite loot okay yeah that seems cool yeah why not and next up we had a fist forged in shadow torch so this is basically a side-scrolling brawler where you play a rabbit with a gigantic so this is, mechanical arm this is the one out of china yeah china yeah, and, so it's, uh, yeah, it was part of the China Games project yeah. thing. Yeah, this looks mad. Yeah, it does look kind of cool. Like the from a, at least from a graphical standpoint, I'm like, this looks remarkable. Uh, yeah, and then the combat looks get, rad too. But I guess they get to they get to focus on their character details when you're only building a two dimensional space. Yeah. They don't have to because not everything's rendered. They can really focus on those. And this is this process more about me than anything. But what I love, <laughs> is love anthropomorphic bunnies that beat shit up. I love anthropomorphic. I love when they use anthropomorphic animals, but they're not overly cartoon and yeah. or like fucking furryfied. And not it, that I have an issue with furry. I'm not. I'm, like, I'm not here to yuck it, your it, yum, right? It, it but is actually more like Peter Rabbit with a giant fist. It than, does. Yeah. It does. It, it looks like an actual rabbit. It's not all cutesified. <laughs> it looks like a fucking rabbit. Like is even <laughs> Biomutant kind of fucked with it a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to me, this still looked like an actual rabbit, and yep. I dug it, and I was like, sweet. Like, guarantee. Don't get me wrong. You know, I was into another podcast as well, and they talked about how this is probably going to get furified, and I guarantee you it will, because um, you find you find something, and the, the furry community will give it a red hot go. Um, but uh, it looks interesting, and that comes out what back in, uh, back in no, September seventh, September, September yeah, yeah. start of the uh, start of September. And next up, we had Tribes of Midgard. So uh, the developer came out. Uh, and spoke that um, once the once the game is available, uh, they're essentially going to be releasing free seasonal updates, uh, adding new ways to play and fresh challenges for you to tackle. At launch, the game will feature season one named The Wolf Saga. Uh, That's this- not how it was pronounced. Wasn't it? No, because the woman that they had to do the voice of it cannot say Saga for some fucking reason. Uh, did she say like, Sega? Sega. Sega, yeah. Well, that's she, said it, she said it about 15 times. <laughs> and like, you couldn't redo this like because you know that's not the words yeah like ah this is fine ship it <laughs> this is fine ship it it's indie <laughs> ship it up uh, so we'll be introducing new loot a new class and a new boss to defeat uh, this this game is due to launch on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on the 27th of this month 
it's not for me it's well, another it's, it's, it's another one of those survival it seems to be another one of those survival games where if you're not playing it constantly you're gonna get left behind by your group and mm. i just i just don't have the time to play those kind of yeah I, I i get left behind in regular multiplayer and I, and i i have a i have a serious i have a real big problem with with survival games that are janky mm. um, it's like all of them. and yeah it's basically all <laughs> you really haven't narrowed it down oh yeah um, but for those who enjoy it, yeah, it is coming out this month. Check it out. Yeah, not not a betting game. But not a yeah. game. Uh, next up, we had Hunters Arena Legend. So this is a battle royale game all about melee combat with combos. Uh, this has been out for a while on PC, but it is joining the PlayStation Plus lineup for August. Couldn't give a poo. Yeah, I'm also insane. I'm, I'm, I looked at it. I'm like, I'm, A, your naming convention blows. I'm battle royaled out, to be honest. Yeah. Like this is see this is the thing we, 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 everyone was expecting this right battle royale hit its boom and they're like within the next five years we're gonna see so many clones and now we're seeing the dregs of those clones because they didn't jump on they didn't try to jump on the ship they didn't get on the ship they didn't jump off. on the ship when it happened the ship was already going and they're like they're trying to paddle afterwards so by the time their game released the the boat is long gone the boat hit the boat hit the iceberg already yeah it's it's fucking sinking they're like but we have a boat now like it's sinking fuck off. Uh, and lastly, obviously, the big piece uh, was Deathloop. So we got a long 10-minute gameplay walkthrough showing off an in-depth view of one of the enemies uh, you'll overcome. It was one of the six or eight. Can seven, never... I think it's like seven. Yeah. Anyway, one of the one of the, one of the the essentially big bads. Uh, they talk about how you can learn from your death, take different approaches to tackling the opponents and, and how you play the game. The game very much looks like Dishonored. Uh, again, makes sense. It is by the guys who made Dishonored. Arcane. Uh, Arcane Studios, yep. Uh, so, And there was a quick confirmation uh, at the end of the, the gameplay trailer that Deathloop's timed PlayStation 5 console exclusivity will run until at least the 14th of September, 2022. Obviously, the game coming out uh, 14th of September this year. Uh, confirming that Arcane Studios' first-person shooter will release elsewhere thereafter uh, it makes sense that it will move to a microsoft console considering the fact that you are currently owned by microsoft with the zenimax acquisition yeah so i didn't watch this it is very much dishonored it's dishonored yeah. but it's it's even down to the point where uh, they showed off some of the the teleportation and movement skills and it looks exactly the same as it did yeah. in dishonored the game's a little bit more colorful it does look like it runs a lot better uh, dishonored is quite old uh, now, uh, so they have made improvements, but it is very much dishonest. Yeah, so I, I did not opt out of this out of disinterest in the game. I'm opted out. Uh, I opted out because of saturation of this yep. game. How? What the fuck is there left to show for Dishonored? What did what you see saw in this state of play? Did it? Is it new? Did it change your thoughts on Deathloop? Was it the Was it the ten minutes of gameplay that would just completely resell you on this game? I was. To be honest, I w it's it's a hard sell. So I'm already sold on this game. I really like Arcane, Arcane Studios' work. Um, I was always I was always going to check this out. Now, I don't know if it it did show new stuff. I don't know if it if it would have sold anyone who wasn't already in. That's my point. Like I, I presume it's some sort of back end deal and why they keep showing this game so hard. But I wonder if it's to the point that Sony needed to so show something, having had not being at E three, not being at Summer Games Fest, they they had nothing going for them. They weren't showing anything. Is this uh 
This is our big because my because my first thought was when they announced that we're going to show Deathloop. I had a look at the release date for Deathloop. I'm like, oh, Deathloop's coming out mid September. Horizon's not coming this year. Yeah, so I look at it too. That's how I looked at it. I'm like, if they're going to show, if they're going to do a deep dive in depth, September is now what four months or three months away. Mm. This means that Horizon's either not coming before September, or it's December, or it's not coming yeah. at all. Yeah, because the original, I mean, the original sure, it could, I, I guess it could release December right before Christmas, but they have a they have a stock problem. Like, why release a massive game like? I mean, I know it's coming to PlayStation 4 as well, but why release such a massive game right at holiday season when you can't sell consoles with it? Yeah, and to to add to that, like, so Sony don't want to do the three month cycle, three month marketing cycle, right? They yeah. want to they show they have shown history where they want to give it some love. So it's now July. It's five months till the end of the year. If they if they have Horizon by the end of this year. They want to start marketing it now, now, right? So I, I'm with you. The game is not coming out this year, which makes me glad. So even double glad the draft is over. Because um, <laughs> I'm just, I would just be double, triple fucked. But you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm not feeling confident about that. But yeah, so I, I think this is what it is. It's a combination between a marketing deal, I believe, and additionally. It's them going, this may be our big Q4 seller. Like, we've got nothing else. Mm. And that's how I read it. That's how I saw it. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat to you. It seemed strange that this was the way they answered the the lack of news from E3. They're like, here's... Like, although it is a console exclusive for us for a year, it's here's a game that's owned by our competitors. This is what we've got. Yeah. It is one of those things when they, <laughs> when they made Obviously, the when they whatever, made the deal, that, that yeah, wasn't, wasn't the case. But it is the case now. It certainly is the case now. Um, so let us know what you thought of the state of play uh, in the comments below, for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, so did you think, what did you think of the state of play overall? It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. That's it. Yeah. Like I didn't come, like I didn't get up at 7am to watch it. I, I didn't do no live reactions or nothing. I was like, I bet it's a bit disappointing. I literally forgot about it until I think uh, Padge put in the chat. Hmm. Ooh, set of play 15 minutes in and I'm like oh that was a set of play <laughs> yeah, was, yeah I, I woke up and went ah. I honestly oh, yeah. totally forgot I opened up YouTube and I was like saw all these trailers I'm like oh yeah stay to play so I watched it and yeah I, I come out the same as you I'm like it was, it was fine. fine it was fine the fact that I just back ignored the last 10 minutes of it kind of should say something I was like, ah, I didn't feel the pressure to have the to thing watch is, the Deathloop stuff. The thing is, when they, when they, because obviously, like I said earlier, they tempered our expectations saying, we've got one thing that it's, that's an exclusive, the rest is third party stuff or indie stuff. So it's not like it was one of their state of plays where they're, they're showing us PlayStation Studio stuff. Yeah. They're just showing us what's coming. Yeah. And as you said, this being the answer to E3 is a bit disappointing. Like, if this was what they were holding out for, um, like, I'm glad they didn't throw some of the businessy things in there, like the acquisitions. I think that would have felt very tonally fucked yeah. compared to the indies and, and whatnot. No, so, I think that, I think that this, I'm okay I with. think that how they set up their state of plays of just being kind of trailer, trailer, trailer is the way to go. Yeah. I think they should... There's nothing wrong with putting their their acquisitions in a blog post, in my opinion, because the not that's, that news is not for everyone. Yeah. 
And to add to that, like, remember when they first, the state of plays, they tried to do direct style with the VO and mm. the cool little, like, transition-y things? Yeah, no one can do it like Nintendo. Yeah, so, like, I do appreciate, similarly stuff, I do really appreciate that they've, then now gone over here and they're just like, it's a trailer, it's a trailer, it's a trailer, it's a trailer, you're done, all right, cool, thank you very much, bye. Yeah, we know what you're here for. You want to see what's going on and then you want to bail. Yeah, no, I do appreciate that though. Uh, but let's have a look. So Shane in the chat, uh, who just opened up his own gaming podcast. Uh, congratulations, Shane. Uh, solid C for me in terms of the grading. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, if, we haven't, if we hadn't have seen Deathloop so much beforehand, it would, it would be seen more positively. So exactly mm-hmm. what we thought. I'm more confused why they just didn't wait to show Horizon Forbidden West at about the same time. Digital pre-orders for Horizon aren't live. So why not save it six weeks to include it on it for this uh, state of play? Not sure why they're spreading things out. Uh, but he also adds, this definitely was not their answer to E3. If they do have one, it will be later in the year and would more likely be one hour of PS5 showcases from last year. See, part of me thinks that they're spreading things out because they've got nothing. Yes. It's exactly bre- I, I hope that's not the case, but I have a feeling it is. It really is. So, like, this is the problem. That, the problem that we have is, like, a lot of the first parties, they blew their load at the back end of the PS4. Really. Like we, like, like they we, really did. We know what the majority of them are working on, and it's not going to be here anytime soon. Yeah, because if we like off the top of my head, right? Sucker Punch. Um, they just did Ghost of Tsushima. They've just done the extent. They're presumably working on the on the director's cut. They ain't got shit for another couple of years in terms of new releases, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Insomniac recent purchase. They just blew their load with Miles Morales and Ratchet and Clank. We ain't seeing them for at least a couple of years, and it'll likely be Spider Man too. Uh, Polyphony, we know Polyphony are working on Gran Turismo 7, which was meant to be this year. It is now not. It is later on. <clears throat> uh, sorry, uh, Naughty Dog, we have reasons to believe they're working on The Last of Us Factions as well as the other the other potential remastery projects, but we are not getting anything major new from them in a while. Uh, Sony Santa Monica, they, they've got God of War Ragnarok, presumed title, meant to be coming out this year now coming out next year but no date um so that kind of locks that down uh you've got sony uh, sony santa monica which work on uh uh which work on the baseball games which they're quiet they ain't doing shit you know what I mean? Because like they they will work on baseball again next year, and that's kind of about it. The bend. <clears throat> You've got Sony Bend, Sony Bend, who just got uh, Days Gone kind of poo pooed, and they're working on a brand new IP. Which can, I can tell you, brand new IP. They're looking at three to four years minimum. Uh, you've got Pixel Opus. Pixel Opus did Concrete Genie, and they're a team of like nineteen people. So they ain't doing anything anytime soon. We did hear they're working on something they for PS PS Five. So that's cool, but who knows how far away that will be. <laughs> Uh, Pix- uh, sorry, um, Studio London. Um, the last thing they did was Blood and Truth in VR, and that's been a while. So maybe they're the potential next ones. But if we go back a couple of weeks ago, maybe they're working on something potentially pairs VR too. So we ain't seeing them until the back end of next year. If I missed anyone, uh, the newly acquired house newly acqu- just released Return. Yeah, they just doing they ain't doing shit. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, next year looks good, but like. They're clearly they're, they are clearly not willing to announce things until they are firmly locked in yeah. place, <clears throat> which which is, isn't which- necessarily a bad thing, but it's rough when everyone's expecting stuff 
and they want news and they're not getting anything. Like, not even expecting. Like, expectation yeah. implies entitlement. I think it's more of a, just tell us what you're doing. Yeah. Like, we we have, like, at least for me particularly, like, I have faith that you guys are going to make, like, I have faith that God of War is going to be great. I have reasonable faith that Horizon Forbidden West will mm. be great. GT7, I don't care, but I'm sure it'll be great for those that love it. But I also think it's going to be outshined by Forza instantly. <laughs> well, I mean, the... Especially in the case of GT7 and Forza, GT7's already on the back pedal because it's coming out months after Forza go- yeah. is going to release. Yeah. So I, I look at the yeah, and the the taking X amount of years for it to make. So I, even though next year looks mad, it's just more of I, I think the reason that people want the pe- people want confirmation that they made the right decision to buy a PS5 right now. Yeah. Now. Not everyone's going to look into the future and be like, oh, I know things are coming. People are like, look, I just spent 800 bucks in a pandemic. Please tell me I made the right, right call. Yeah. And mind you, it's not Sony's responsibility to make that call. It's up to you. So there is that. Yeah. But like from a first party perspective, which are the big hitters of the console, the first parties is what makes you buy yeah. a PS5 or a PlayStation console, right? Because you don't, you don't go buy Xbox for their first parties because they don't have them yet yet yeah however like you go there for your games pass you you probably can go there for your third parties and you are fine yeah. like the only differentiator the playstation has compared to everybody else is their first parties and if they are not delivering on those first parties right now then it, that is a real big question of what the fuck is happening with playstation mm. like not in like a uh world is ending the, yeah, the yeah, sky is falling scenario but it's just like i appreciate your silence because you're you're not wanting to flood the market with hype and i to me I think that is correct marketing, but you need to give something. You can't like they are not like the the way that the marketing whole pro, the whole PR marketing news cycle work goes right now. They can no longer just sit there with their hands, their cards to their chest, right? I think it would have been fine had there not have been an E three and Summer Games Fest this year. Mm. If no one said anything, it would have been fine. But because we've had this massive info dump of everything everyone else is doing for the next x amount of months mm. and sony's sitting over in their corner going and kind of just twiddling their thumbs yeah it does make it hard yeah because it's it's kind of like that scene in the simpsons right when there's that brawl on the front lawn as that dude standing in the middle like he hasn't done anything yet like of course when he does something it'll, be, it'll probably be really cool yeah. but it's just it, it is it is that long build one like granted the average consumer may not have the same quote pressure yeah. that we would like we're like hey we want to know what the next thing is because like the entire design of what we do is built on the next built on the next yeah, built on the next right um so like that's that's fine now as i can see in the chat buddy is arguing that they have delivered already and yes they kind of have they've delivered in the first six months but as of right now we don't know because everything moving forward is not not just a ps5 release anymore like yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm. This is not me having a big issue with the cross generational thing because, from a business perspective, I understand the need. Not enough people have PS fives right now. They need to spread that load so they can at least make some money. But if you bought a PS five and you want those PS five next gen level exclusives, which I hate saying that word because it becomes a fucking, you know, uh, uh, console war. It's just more a circumstance of like, then why'd I buy this? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Buddy puts in the chat that we've the, the three exclusives that we've had so far is Returnal, Ratchet, and Demon Souls, and people can't have I, those I, at their disposal, then complain they have nothing or that nothing is coming. In saying that, Demon Souls is a remaster; it's, yeah. it's it's a previous release game, so the only new games coming that came were Returnal and Ratchet. Yeah, and but, at the time, at the time, Returnal was a second party deal. Yeah, and so look, now in looking back. Knowing the information we have now, yeah, these lists are great. I still think Ratchet is that big standout because I think from a overall delivery, mm. it is the most people friendly across the board yeah. release. Yeah. Right? Anyway, like the, your first two exclusives, quote unquote, were brutally hard <laughs> games. For the hardcore yeah. audience, bingo, two thumbs yeah. up. But like from a general, it's we're getting we're getting really caught in the weeds here of of that yeah, deliverable yeah. first parties. And you're yeah, Deathloop's coming. It but it's uh, it's yeah, it is an exclusive now. You know what I mean? But yeah. like it's it, it is it is a weird line. Like I am being a little bit of the devil's advocate in this scenario because I can look forward and like I said, I know these things are coming. I know that's this and that's that. Yeah, yeah. But like it's just uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. It's just something about it that's just not. I'm not worried. I'm look. I'm, I'm not one of those, you know, fucking uh, clickbaity YouTube content creators that just complain the world is falling at any given time. Um, it's. I'm. This is how I'm just look at it now. Yeah. From 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 where I sit, is is how I see it. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, apparently, Warner Brothers are not. That's just want to sell their shit. So last year, you, you'll be remember that uh, Warner Brothers were looking at selling uh, Warner Brothers games, uh, which included the likes of Nether Realms and TT Games and a bunch of other uh, things, including yeah. Avalanche and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So it turns out their plans to sell Nether Realm Studios and TT Games specifically are still in the works. This is according to documentation seen by Windows Central scribe Jez Corden. Speaking as part of a podcast, the reporter noted that the Mortal Kombat and Lego devs could be one on could be on the chopping block. <clears throat> Following a com- a complicated merger, which will see overload, which will we'll see Overlord, sorry, AT and T fuse parts of his business with cable cable company Discovery, which we've already seen take yeah. place. Uh, there has been some uncertainty around WB Games for quite some time, as and it's unclear how recent these documents are. There's also no mention of potential buyers, which originally was the uh, you know the discussion around particular parties being involved. One of them uh, being Microsoft, I think at the time, and there was somebody else as well from memory. Maybe in 2K. Maybe in 2K. But assuming the developer is for sale, Sony could potentially see value in at least NetherRealm Studios, considering its ownership of the fighting game tournament Evo. Very possible. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Uh, I don't know what NetherRealm would be worth. But- so, so NetherRealm have done Mortal Kombat and uh, Injustice. Yeah. And I think that's almost it. Yeah. They're, I, they're the fighting guys. They are the fighting guys. And if you own the fighting guys, that would that would be mad. Yeah. From an exclusivity standpoint. And, 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 but if you want to talk about, like, if people get shitty, that, like, Bethesda games are no longer... Mortal Kombat, one, you know, 9 to 11 have been on everything. I also suddenly feel it's that not, that's the, calling NetherRealm the, the fighting guys is kind of, like, giving them a short yeah. shrift. Because they, they really do... Their stories as a fighting... In the fighting game genre are quite compelling. Mm. I don't play them personally. I think it's just ultra-violence and not in a good way. <laughs> That's fair. Um, again, you know, with Sony's uh, p- 
part ownership of Evo, it could make sense for them to pick them up. If that's the case, I don't see it happening. I can see them working with them. But oh, it, depend- probably- uh, it depends. If if Warner Brothers are like, we're fucking this studio off regardless. Yeah. Right? Um, like, you know, they if no one buys them, we shut them down. Then I think interesting interested parties will pop up. Yeah. Right? Um. But uh, yeah, yeah. If if they, if they if they get the option to go independent, then I would see second party deals coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware, Craig. It's giving me shit for being a you know deathmatch wrestling fan, but not liking ultra violence. Mm. Look, the issue that I have with Mortal Kombat is the fact that they made the development team just watch like fucking people get obliterated and then have yeah. to replicate that in a game. That is straight trauma inducing, and there is on the record people that worked in the other realms that have suffered PTSD for making Mortal Kombat and I I simply cannot condone that that's fucked next story to infinity and beyond fuck you oh, I'm so good uh, Ubisoft appears to be taking plans for its incredibly popular Assassin's Creed franchise to the next level as details for an upcoming online platform or game service called Assassin's Creed Infinity have been shared by Bloomberg Launching no sooner than 2024, it will be a platform that houses multiple settings and time periods with more added after its release. All of these titles will be connected in some way, but may look and feel completely different. The Assassin's Creed Infinity games will supposedly operate in a similar vein to current online heavyweights Fortnite and GTA Online, housing a large amount of content that is built upon in the years to come. In order to achieve this, Ubisoft Montreal, the guys behind Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Ubisoft Quebec, guys behind Assassin's Creed Odyssey are being unified to create one gigantic Assassin's Creed team with different creative directors. Quote, there has been a long, there has been, there has long been a rivalry between the two studios that has at times turned acrimonious, according to people familiar with the matter. So this shift may cause some headaches. Uh, Since the publication of Bloomberg's story earlier this week, Ubisoft has commented on the project and has confirmed that it is indeed in development. A statement confirms the Assassin's Creed Infinity codename and adds, quote, Rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we profoundly believe that this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most loved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership no matter where they are within Ubisoft. Sounds gross. <laughs> it sounds like instead of charging me $100 a year for a new game, they're going to charge me $100 a year for this live service platform. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the thing. Hey, look, if you look at the writing on the wall, this has been the writing on the wall for for, for Ubisoft, right? None of what the, none of what this is looks like it might be is not what like it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like they, they they want to do microtransactions. They want like that's the service they're wanting to tap into. It's you, not about the you, game anymore. You're gonna launch. You're gonna launch Assassin's Creed uh, Infinity, and there's going to be one of those animuses, mm. and you jump in. It's like which Assassin's Creed do you want to play today? Do you want to go to Do you want to go to France? We're going to Italy. We're going to Spain. We're going to China. We're going to Australia. We're gonna climb some Uluru, and you know what are we doing? I like the idea of it. I like having this unified thing where they're all in the one space. What concerns me is that we're going to, instead of seeing, because for the longest time, Assassin's Creed, especially now, in the in the more recent years, it has been this big, massive, sprawling RPG Assassin's Creed game. 
I'm concerned that they're going to move away from that and just be like, here's a short chapter over here that's worth X amount of dollars that you can buy a la carte. Here's, an, here's a short experience over there that's worth a little bit. Here's, here's one over here. And instead of getting them every, instead of getting them annually or biannually from the, the separate studios, we're just going to see this flood of uh, content. See, I would argue what they're already making is literally <laughs> the right amount of bloatware for yeah. a service, right? Like they they just funnel extra shit at the back end. Yeah, they like they put a bunch of paid to pay to make your time mm-hmm. easier scenarios, right? So all they're essentially doing is the next step in the development plan in the path that they were already taking for Assassin's Creed. There are many people that will love this. There are many people that will hate it. And I think if this becomes like an Elder Scrolls Online, but for Assassin's Creed, it probably will do really, really well. Yeah. Like I'm not like this is not me going, ooh, it's good. Like, it will do well. Yeah. I guarantee you will do well. Is it for me? It's not for me. Because even though I like Assassin's Creed, or at least the recent ones, I mean the time investment, the extra so the so much that's required of them yeah. is is just un undoable for me. Yeah. And to make that this extra like there, yeah, just rank going from eight from eight to ten, like that's all they're doing is they're amplifying it, and that and that's and that's fine. But I do kind of like the idea of this. Yeah, two teams were sh- throwing shade. They have to be in the same room, and they're like, you "Remember that time I called you fuckhead?" I guess I'm sorry about that now. Come on, they work at Ubisoft. That's not going to happen. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. No one apologizes. That's true. That's true. No one apologizes for shit um, at Ubisoft. That's very true. That's very, very true. But, like... <laughs> Butts have been the problem in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Look... I don't know. Look, I think I think I think admittedly it's just me being like mew because it's more of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I mean, it was never going away, but yeah, like yeah. Mind you, mind you, that's me looking at it cynically, right? From a more optimistic viewpoint, I do look at it and I go, "Huh, you know what? That's not a bad thing." Because how long have you and I argued that like, the likes of FIFA should just be that? Yes. FIFA should be a live service game. You pay your you pay your 100 bucks or whatever for the copy of the game and then each year you pay 30, 40 bucks for the new roster, for the new upgrades. Mm. It like make it that. And Assassin's Creed if they were going down that annual path anyway, why the fuck not? So like just like Destiny, you have that one copy of the game and you just keep adding to it. Mm. Like that that is the future of games, especially the future of annualized games. Mm. So I'm sitting here pulling on it but I'd much rather that than, you know, having to pay full price every year for a game or if I, but they're not going to charge you not full price every year. The service model, that is, that's the future of annualized yeah. games. So I'm sitting here pooping, but it is really, the, it, it's, it's actually, it, if, if this was FIFA, I'd be like, that's fucking fantastic. Well done. Well done, EA. You're doing the right thing by FIFA. You're they doing do- the right thing by Madden. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, the, 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 the EA apparently. Sportsverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just demonstrating my hypocrisy. 
Speaking of Destiny 2, though, uh, Bungie will be unveiling its next big expansion heading to Destiny 2 on the 24th of August, titled The Witch Queen. That's my mum. Uh, this will take the form of a Destiny 2 showcase, presumably via a live stream hosted on the usual platforms. The DLC in question is currently slated to arrive at some point next year and sports the tagline, quote, survive the truth end quote the date is also is also marked uh, sorry the date also marks the end of the current season season of the splicer and will launch the last season before the witch queen's release yeah so the witch queen was supposed to launch this year and then they're like hey pandemic troubles we're going to launch it next year and then everyone was confused because we're like well we're on the last season of the seasonal content what are you going to do and they're like we're just going to put another season in so no one knows what's actually going to happen on the 24th of August, because that's when the new season's supposed to start that, that wasn't supposed to technically exist to begin with, because that's when... Because there's arguably a big fuck of expansion. That, that's where the, the Witch Queen expansion was going to sit, and yeah. now that they've pushed that, they've got to bring something else in. So it'll be interesting to see what they what they showcase next month. It's Destiny 2 Classic, and there's redo old map. <laughs> well, old raids. Um, old raids are suddenly open again. Well, for the last... I think we've been in Season of the Splice now for 10 weeks, 9 weeks, 10 weeks. And each week, they're releasing one new story mission a week. So mm. it gives you a reason to come back each week. This week, there was no new story mission. They've like, <laughs> we're like, we're doing um, what they call their, it's their annual solstice of heroes, where they make you grind a, sh- a shitload for some gear that sparkles in the in the sunlight. Mm. Is it good sparkles though? I don't know. I'm not grinding for it because I can't be bothered. I'm like, <laughs> I got on. I'm like, where's my new story content? I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> see you next week (laughs) so now that they've got to like make this season last until the 24th of august which puts it at a 15 week season Mm. they've got to bloat it every once in a while and then the the whole of the next season which will have to last from august till presumably the end of the year (laughs) damn so you know how a season will be 10 weeks this one's 10 months (laughs) it's going to be very interesting to see what they what they have to show yeah, I, yeah. Because well, I have a feeling there's going to be some dead time at the end of this year where I'm just not going to be playing Destiny because there's going to be nothing to do. This is a really like this is the and that is the one problem with a live service game. If there is no content, no one comes. Yeah, especially if we look back at like using the same argument we just made about <laughs> services. If there's nothing delivered, then they suck. Like the downtime between full game releases, everyone's like, yeah, that's fine, that's cool. It's not so much. Yeah. Uh, there's been. Uh, <laughs> Ripples at EA. So DICE LA, the developer as of as of the yet unannounced experience in Battlefield 2042, has been officially rebranded Ripple Effect Studios as it expands and seeks to establish its own, quote, identity. Uh, in a press release, boss Christian Grass explained, quote, we're so proud of our work as DICE... LA and the dice team will forever be part of our DNA but over the past eight years we've developed our own culture and our own way of doing things uh, ripple effect studios is set to showcase its work with battlefield 2042 at EA play live later this month but beyond that it sounds like it'll be tasked with a new project quote at ripple effect studios innovation and quality are at the forefront of every project as even the smallest idea can change the world grass added this is the defining characteristic behind the studio's new name Oh, I thought it was going to be now after Chalk Ripple, the cake. <laughs> the Chalk Ripple effect. That's what, that's what it should be. Sure. Uh, so in the chat, to add on the discussion we had about uh, Destiny 2 Nexus 2019, they, they've added, the way I see it, it's, it is the human brain can only use X numbers of variables to make a choice. That's, that, that is 100% true. Mm. Uh, 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 
analysis paralysis is massive so with over 4,000 games three main consoles and a few others now and a large with all with large catalogs of old games what do you buy when and how do you remember it all that's very true like that analysis paralysis is fucked and there's a reason that like we kind of focus on one console because like back in the day like we tried to do like do everything like that's fucking hard so I, I stuck we stuck down with what we there loved is, there is the odd, odd occasion where we'll pull pull the switch out yeah but like it's only the, mostly because it's farming games it's yeah but the major the predominant uh the majority of what we do here yeah is. and even then like there are times where we'll look at playstation and be like well, what the fuck are you? there's just too many things like not right now obviously just yeah. quiet right now but like that is very very true and if you are someone that wants to play everything over everything and it's very hard it's very very hard and very expensive so like i understand why if people just find the game that they like and they run with it, hence mm. that service model, which is which is brilliant. And I think 2040, uh, 2042 could be that again. Mm. I, mean, I think Battlefield has that legacy where people be like, oh, Battlefield, like- and Battlefield has taken quite a break from, from yeah. their last uh, release, uh, which, you know, may prove beneficial over the, the shitstorm that was Call of Duty last year mm. when... They had one team working on the game and then went, and, and went, that's not what we want. You're not going to get it done in time. We're going to flick it back over here to um, the Black Ops guys, but Raven Studios over here is going to do the story content for it, but they're doing the multiplayer content for it. And that's what happens when you have an annualized game that's worked on, that's worked triannually by three different studios. Yeah. It, it can get messy. Yeah. And one, once again, to add to what Nexus was saying, the idea of we have finite time. And if every game, if every manufacturer, every developer are making games that are all about unloading all your time into it, people will fall short. Like doing a release that is just of a game, you play it once and you're done. There's a higher chance that people will play it because I, I look at things and I go, oh, that's so much time. Like, I don't have that time and I will not touch it. The game could be brilliant, but I ain't going to touch it because it's fucking long. So the idea of this, you know those small experiences that aren't going to drain me for the next three well, I mean, months I or had, ongoing I had demand. that experience with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. I loved my time with it. The game is too long. I don't have time to play it. Yeah. Like it, it's literally too long. I've, I have a kid now. I've, I have very limited time in which I, I play games on a, on, a, on a daily basis. And I just don't have the time mm. to sit there and finish an 80-hour epic. It's not, not happening. Right. <laughs> oh, do I get to do quick bits today? Oh, that's something I have to do the, the top 10 songs. Yeah, oh. switch it up. Quick bits! Uh, after making its grand return to the PS Store for on June 21st, Cyberpunk 2077 has uh, shamefully become the highest selling title on the PS Store for the month of June tw- in the la- just nine days for both the Europe and the US divisions. Yep. That's gross, Max. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they not sell enough copies as pre-orders that people are still buying it? How are people still buying it? <laughs> Unless they trade it in their copy... And, and then, then repurchased it. And then now repurchased that it now that's now better. That it's better. Quote, unquote, better. Yeah. I mean, there's still a warning that says don't play it on PS4. Pro, maybe. Mm. Five is okay. Yeah. Apparently, five is where it's up. Uh, the latest PS5 firmware is available now. And, of course, it does uh, simply improve your system performance. I can't wait till they, like, sneakily just unlock the, the NVMe drive in it and mm. just don't tell anyone in the patch notes and be like, oh, you, will, you did it months ago. Fuck you did it months now. ago. You could have done it ages ago. You're at fault. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, my hard drive is now full again because uh, Call of Duty is releasing its new Zombies map, Mal de Toten, next week on the 15th of July. So my hard drive just died again. I had to install 200 gig of COD to play one map. You have a problem. Oh, yeah. 
a lack of hard drive space. <laughs> that is my problem. <laughs> Uh, among us is to get physical releases with over three separate editions yep so there's the crewmate edition there is the imposter edition and there is another edition and they they look pretty cool so what is it so the crewmate edition is kind of just like a standard special edition you get uh, you get a map uh some postcards some stickers it's trash the imposter edition is the same thing except you get um a plushie Ooh. and something else Plushies nice. and then the big one is you get a fleece blanket you get a beanie you get a steel uh, a steel case book and then everything from the previous two editions yeah, that, yeah. i think they're the- slated at like 90 dollars us for the the, the big end yeah, in the blanket. Yeah. Famous Pixar. Uh, Sony is alluding to more announcements over the course of the next few months. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Another state of play. And of course, when we hear about this, this Blue Point acquisition, you fucks. <laughs> um, and then finally... And this is part of the same thing. But oh, part of the same yeah. thing. So they've also added, quote, stay tuned throughout the summer as we'll have more updates soon, says Sid Schumann. Yeah. The PS blog. They would say that. They would say that. I don't that. believe him, but say it. <laughs> All right. We have the top 10 best-selling games on the PS4 for the week ending the 4th of July. In number 10, as I scroll across because I closed it like an idiot. Number 10, we have Red Dead Redemption 2. Number 9, Rainbow Six Siege. Number 8, The Last of Us Remastered. Number 7, Crew 2. Number 6, Horizon Complete Edition. Number five, Sims 4. Number four, Grand Turismo. Is that GT Sport? It is GT Sport. It's GT Sport. Number three, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number two, NBA 2K21. And number one, FIFA 21. And I have once again not done a thing. Which is really bad because someone in our Discord chat. Yeah, excited come quite. Full on was- linked me and then I kind of ran out of time this morning because my kid lost her shit. All right, wait, 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 wait me that mouse. I'm going to pull this up. Let's have a squeeze. So, someone did someone did my job for me. Yeah, so come quite who is a, still didn't do it. Is a fantastic listener of the show. Uh, they sent us through a list of what's coming. I think. Yeah. Uh, and there's a website that could give us all the dates. Also, big think, thank you I for Nexus a, 2019 for the follow, by the way. I think it was making a- our, Making our 400th follow here on YouTube. On, on YouTube, on Twitch. Uh, let's see. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Uh, so we're up to the 13th. So the yeah, 13th. So where the heart leads comes out on PS4 and PS5. Lost at Sea on the 15th of PS5. Little Witch Academia VR Broom Racing oh, uh, like is coming on the 15th there. as well. The 16th will have uh, F- uh, F1 2021 on PS4 and PS5. Uh, uh, Observer System Redux on PS4. And then when does that... What have we, 11 and that's it and that's it so three major games coming out next week um little witch academia like one of the you know i've talked about those key mailer websites that we use mm. um that's been on there for what feels like 100 years so it's been like <laughs> what it feels like 100 years yeah and i did put in a review request for where the heart leads so i did see it in a um a state of play once and it looked awesome yeah. so that that's pretty exciting um so i'll hopefully hear something about that which will be cool uh, but yeah, there you go. It's quite <coughs> as, as it's quiet. It's it like, is quiet. It'll be quiet until what September? At this point? Yeah, September looks fucked right now. Because I think we've got. I think someone put in the chat earlier. <clears throat> we've we've still got Ghostwire Tokyo. That's um, next. That's gonna be next. Year. That is next year, is it? And for, for Spoken's know. next year for, as well. For what I feel, my my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to at this point is December seventh. Dying Light Two. Yeah, that might be the big. That's big all I'm seeing at the end yeah. of my tunnel at the moment. 
The light at the end of my tunnel is a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Like September's gonna have a lot. It's gonna be a, it's yeah, gonna be a time month. Um but yeah, as I said, like in terms of actual release dates, it is pretty quiet at the back end of the year because no one's really announcing anything because they're not yes. no one's confident they can commit to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's just kind of we're gonna for for I uh, look, COVID's fucked and it's fucked everything. And it's and it's also fucked game development. So it has pushed everything back by however long that country has been affected, wherever they're based out of. So whether was it whether it would be eight months, twelve months, fifteen months. Yeah. We, we are going to see that ripple effect. It does mean the next couple of years are going to be gnarly and good for game releases, but it means in the interim, it's going to suck. It's, it sucked reasonably last year. It's going to suck this year for sure. And I think it will roll into 2022. Yeah. And then things will start going ham again. But we are at the end of the show. Big thank you everyone for, for joining us. As always, uh, we do this show each and every week. It's part of the spiel that Max is about mm-hmm. to do. And uh, yeah, we record it live here on Twitch and we go as a bunch of services. And we always love having you involved as we look at the chat. We see a bunch of names that have been actively involved today. And I really, really appreciate it. Do it, Max. Well, everybody, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat, and you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can by telling your friends, telling your family, about this playstation pod if you are an apple podcast or uh other podcast service be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review if you are on youtube be sure to like subscribe leave a comment below we endeavor to answer every single comment and if you want to support the show financially you can patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise store but also com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it and until next week I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Don't forget, next week is also a Sunday recording for those who watch live. Yes, on Twitch, we're wrestling again. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Wee. Wee.